You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to the Waystation. To ensure traveler safety and comfort, please deposit your baggage at the door. The Waystation encourages open discussions. All stories are also accepted. Rest from your journey through life. Enjoy your stay, and please come again. Hello, and welcome back to the Waystation. My dogs are going nuts. I love that they just tuned up right as we got started. Oh, oh well, of course, because... They were quiet the entire time, and now there's werewolves at your house. Roxy is howling, too. And, you know, this is what happens when you record from home, especially my home. My dogs are not quiet uh, unless they're sleeping, which they are not right now. Uh so, uh, yeah, we are recording the Waystation uh, live from my house and also from Dave's house. Yes, the, the basement of doom, the, the basement bar that you can see. Behind, well, no, you can't see it behind you, but it's there. I promise I me. I assure it. you. Yeah. You can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're obviously doing this because uh, we're on lockdown right now. Because the like, world is ending. It's Yeah, it's crazy out there, but I'd rather be here than out there. Because so. people are lava. Uh, people are made of I'm, hot lava. Sorry, hot lava. I, I forgot. Just yeah. stay. Yeah, not just any any old regular lava. It's definitely hot lava. So stay <laughs> away from them at all costs. Uh, so yeah, we figured, why not do a show? Dave's got like everything set up to run the studio from his house, which is pretty cool. I do. I, I basically have mission control sitting on my bar now, which is amazing. I have not not that I'm ever going to use, but like I've got you know, the, the board that supports up to eight mics. I've got, you know, two cams. I've got the wireless mics. I've got um, the laptop and, of course, booze. So, I mean, that's really all I need to be good. <laughs> You're never coming out of uh, lockdown, are you? We may just close our studios permanently. Screw this noise. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, you know, when it gets warmer, you do have a pool. So I'll just move in. Perfect. And, yeah. And, and, come live in the basement. Life's good. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, I didn't uh, plan any guests or anything, obviously, because, you know, everything's crazy, even though everybody is on lockdown. So I probably could have gotten a guest, but it I probably wouldn't current, have been that hard. Yeah. Yeah, probably not. Um, I thought we'd talk a little bit about um, how, you know, how lockdown's kind of affecting all these independent creators. I figured we'd start there. Um, I feel it, like they're all going insane. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of us were used to just like working from home. So like myself, I do, you know, my editing for you, I do from home and I write at home. So I'm used to being at home, but when you're told you have to stay at home. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. Even if it's what I normally do, just, it's like, okay, like, I don't, well, I never go outside anyway. I don't want to go outside. Okay. You can't go outside, but, but now I want to go outside. (laughs) Right. As soon as it becomes forbidden. Right. So I think, you know, I've talked to a lot of people, um, you know, artists and writers and and comic creators and, you know, everybody, we're all kind of coping with this in the best way that we can, which is trying to be creative, trying to get stuff done. But, you know, our conventions have been shut down. So a lot of people are losing, you know, revenue because they get, you know, a lot of their um, sales are in person as opposed to online. Oh, for sure. Um, like you have uh, like bigger publishers, well, they're still independent, but on um, like source point press, they're running like these crazy deals. Um, I think right now they have like for 50 bucks, you can get like 10 board games from deep water yeah. games. Um, they're running like 30% off of all their comics. So they're like, people are getting creative trying to, trying to still work in this industry from home uh, without our normal, 
you know, conventions every weekend or every other weekend. Well, yeah. And it's, well, and it's, and it's not just that industry. I mean, like case in point, I mean, here we are doing a podcast, but we're not sitting in the studios. Um, you know, like you said, you know, I've got everything set up and running to run shows remotely from home um, where, you know, and we do, we've, you know, whether it's Zoom or Skype or, you know, we've a couple different options for people uh, and, you know, just to keep people from getting together. And it was one of those like really for us, I mean, it was one of those really, I mean, you know, cause I talked to you about it. Um, you know, it was one of those really hard decisions where technically, Technically speaking, because of the exemption for media companies, we could have stayed open. Um, but it was one of those, uh, yeah, just because we can, does that really mean we should? And so, yeah, no, err on the side of caution. So we just shut it down through at least April 13th uh, currently. But we wanted, you know, my biggest anxiety was taking away people's voices. And, and so, you know, this option gives them a way to keep their show up and running. Which, you know, it's great. And I've seen a lot of people like really adapting to this. Like it's all of a sudden we kind of had to shift. Like we had this huge yeah. shift. Like, okay, so how do I take this business that I usually do in person? How do I shift it to, you know, a play, like a world where nobody could go anywhere right. and so kind of have to do everything online. And, like there've been a lot of um, online conventions. Monroe Comic Con is currently running one. Um, yeah, the on quarantine Facebook. con. Yeah. Yep. The quarantine con. Uh, we actually are doing one tomorrow. Yep. Uh, the party for the end of the world, which is going to be amazing. Um, and while we're talking, I'm going to pull up the list of creators because I do want to definitely plug that because it sounds like it's going to be incredibly fun. Well, yeah, no, I know you've got Seth DeMoose is going to be there. I know you've got Pat Koala is going to be there. I know the uh, uh, you and Tom are going to are going to be hopping on. Uh, there's all of the ladies behind, uh, oh God, I, I'm blanking on the name of the book. Uh, it's Cafe Macabre, but it's yep. not all the ladies. Oh, okay. It's going to be, uh, Leah Letterman, uh, Kaylin Smith, myself, and probably Casey Pierce okay. are going to be doing, uh, joining in for that. Um, I am going to look up the schedule cause we do have a tentative schedule, but I can do that while we're talking and I already found it. So, um, the party for the end of the world is tomorrow, Saturday, the 28th. Um, I'm actually going to post this today because I, what else do I have to do? <laughs> uh, um, so they're going to be kicking it off. Kyle and Amanda from uh, the Nexus 419. And it's their last uh, day. Well, they were supposed to be throwing a big party for um, the closing of their brick and mortar. They're still going to be selling comics and such, but they're, they transition to online. So, yeah, so we're, Kyle we're totally not opening a studio with them now. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, so we have uh, Seth DeMoose and Anthony D. Lee from 11 to 12. Uh, Sean Forney from 12 to 1. Uh, Adam Ferris from 1 to 2. Gavin Smith from 2 to 3. Uh, Corey and Audra Lockwood, two of my favorite people from 3 to 4. At 4, there's like a ton of people. Uh Pat Koala, Corey Mislowski, Rob Humphreys, Mike Ackerley, Derek Becker, Jason Plowman, Dave Herndon, Travis Bramble, and the Get in the Game people from that anthology yep. that um, we talked about in the show a few episodes ago. Um, and yeah, that was from uh, Astronomicon, right? Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, five to six, we have Casey Pierce, David Hayes and Jean Miraquin. There's a dinner break from six to six thirty. Then we have two of my personal favorites, Tony Niello and Eric Gutierrez from six thirty to seven thirty. Uh, then me and Tom, seven thirty to eight thirty, and it's going to end with the ladies of Cafe Macabre from eight thirty to nine thirty. I'm just waiting for the uh, post con karaoke party. I, I think that'll be amazing. 
<laughs> yeah, sorry, that was a really long list of names, but I just wanted to let people know. So there's a lot of these online conventions mm-hmm. going on. Um, and there's been a lot of people supporting um, creators. I've noticed a lot of people posting, hey, if you are an artist or a comic book writer, or whatever, post links to your shops. People are like really trying to uh, be protective of their yeah. creators, which is amazing. I mean, I sold just from posting like a post on my own page, I sold like a hundred bucks worth of comics nice, and books one day, just because, you know, just because people are taking care of us and we do appreciate all the support um, that we are getting online. So thank you. Well, yeah. Cause I mean, you know, it's like you said, I mean, so, you know, I think the, the first big one that got missed was uh, Toledo. Uh, uh-huh. the, the fantastic con got shut down. Um, Emerald City got shut down. Um, PenguinCon. I mean, not that that's a big comic con per se, but you know that was going to be the end of April. That's that's no longer happening. Um, and I think everybody's kind of got their eyes uh, kind of side eyeing Motor City Comic Con right now, waiting yeah, to see what's going to happen. Yeah, um, that one's that that one's probably still up in the air too because we don't know how all this is going to go. We kind of have to you know wait and see if everybody does what they're supposed to do. Hopefully, we can get all this. That's not going to happen. I know. You know, it's <laughs> people are dumb. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if you saw, but like, apparently there was the there was like somebody threw like a huge gathering slash party at Rouge Park in Detroit yesterday. No. Oh yeah, it was like a huge you know, and and people were like posting it on Facebook Live and that kind of stuff. And so the cops came through and gave everybody tickets. Now, for those not familiar with this, uh, if you decide you're going to be stupid and do this kind of crap, those are five hundred dollar tickets. They ain't playing. Well, and they shouldn't be. That's your because you're playing with people's lives. Yep. And that's not cool. So just keep your ass in the house. I, all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, Motor City, I mean, like, so I know there's a bigger con. I was talking with Ming about this last night. Oh, uh, Ace, Ace Comic Con, which was, that had, like, a bunch of Marvel stars. Yeah, that were yeah the one down it. in Texas, yeah. And th- so that's bigger than Motor City, and that's the week after Motor City, and they just shut down and said, yep. hey, we'll be back next year. Um, and I and I get it, because, I mean, just from my conversations with all the folks at uh, on the PenguinCon board, like, they were dealing with a situation where, had they canceled without the governor extending the shutdown order officially, like they were facing like a six figure cancellation clause penalty, um, which, which would have ended the organization as a whole. So like, you know, I don't know if motor city is facing the same thing. Like, I don't know if, you know, they're trapped kind of waiting to see if the, the official shutdown is going to extend or, you know, what their contracts look like, not only with, the venue, but I mean, so keep, I mean, there's a, so there's so many different factors here. Like number one, so let's say even best case scenario, let's say May first, this all gets you know everybody's fine and happy, and you can go outside again. Are you really two weeks after that is when Motor City is supposed to happen? Yeah. Are you really going to get seventy thousand people willing to cram into a big giant warehouse again? No. More importantly, <laughs> are you going to get the celebrities that are going to still be willing to come cram into a warehouse with 70,000 people again? I personally don't want to do it now because yeah. I'm concerned for myself. Well, and, yeah. you know, I don't, I, I think that a lot of people, I mean, especially with like the weight of all of this, I, I think it's, I think Motor City is just not going to happen. I'm calling it now. Yeah. I think it, and if it does happen, it's going to, be a huge flop because I know a lot of people are going to pull out. Well, yeah. Well, not only that, I mean, like like I said, you know, I mean, the big draw is the celebs. And like I said, you know, how many celebs are going to want to 
you know, throw their arm around somebody for that $50 selfie or, you know, stand in close quarters with somebody for that $200 photo op? Like, is that going to be worth it for them? And so if the answer to those is no, how in the hell are you going to meet those guaranteed contracts that everybody gets? Right. Yeah. No, it's this. I mean, it's kind of thrown it's it's thrown the convention life into kind of like this weird hiatus where we don't know when we're going to be able oh you're so lucky you can smoke in your basement i hate you <laughs> um sorry no it's okay uh, like we don't know when we're going to go back to normal with conventions they're rescheduling them for like way out but like we're having to adapt now and by the time conventions get back to normal are we going to have already found a better way where we're more in control of how we get our work out there with without having to spend all this money to travel and get tables well i yeah, I mean, I, I guess if you think about it, I mean, you know, you look at because I mean, I, I talked about that. I mean, you know, a, a booth at Motor City, you know, jumped again this year um, from a vendor perspective. And, you know, then you add in, hey, we need power. That's not included. Hey, we need an Internet connection. That's not included. Hey, we, you know, those those are expensive friggin weekends. And I've always kind of viewed it as a necessary evil. But, you know, and, you know, same thing for you, I'm sure, from an artist perspective, you know, that's where else are you going to have 70,000 people crammed into a warehouse walking by your table that you can expose yourself? to stuff oh yeah no it's you know the cost versus what i'm gonna make you know versus am i gonna get sick like that none of that's worth it to me yeah. at this point i am really hoping that uh cherry capital up in traverse city c4 i hope that it's still a go that is the one convention that will break my heart if it gets canceled right. that's memorial day weekend yeah, but no, that's a big you one know, for you we'll see you know we'll see how that goes. I don't want to speculate too far past Motor City because I don't want to get into my head about it. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and it is. I mean, and it's one of those things where, you know, if you start talking about rescheduling, okay, well, what about the cons that are already scheduled for later in the year? And now you got to start worrying about date conflicts and, okay, well, now I got to pick and choose and am I doing that when it like, granted, Michigan, we don't have too many big ones, but like I, I think Toledo rescheduled for what, August, if I recall correctly? Right. And I, I'm not going to be able to make it. So I had to, I have to request a refund yeah. because I, I, you know, I just can't do it. Yeah. So, um, but you're right. There are so many conventions now that there are going to be a lot of conflicts or after like April or May, like there's rarely a weekend that doesn't that have, there a isn't one. Yeah. Uh, and people like our, our group of creators here in Michigan travel all over the country and sometimes even out of the country for yeah. comic Con. So they're not even, it's not even just the ones that are in Michigan that we have to worry about. It's, it's all of them because, you know, we have a lot of, you know, bigger indie names here and they travel yeah. all the time. So it's going to, it's going to rage, uh, some havoc, uh, or wreak some havoc, pardon me on uh, a lot of people's schedules, but I'm thinking like this shift to online and kind of cutting out the middleman is especially right now, because we don't really have a choice. We're all, I mean, I've done this, I've had an online store, but I never really pushed it because right. I'm like, oh, it's there. People want it, but I do conventions and that's where I make my money. Yep. But now everybody's starting to. <laughs> For most of your stuff. Stephanie Bernard needs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and people are starting to understand the value of, you know, what if these cons go away? How am I going to take care of myself? Mm -hmm. So 
foreseeing a shift in the future to uh, especially indie creators who either are, are self-published or are published under smaller independent publishers, kind of moving forward and being more um, being more independent from the convention scene and actually securing their own, um, like, I'm going to use Tom as an example, uh, Big Dog Inc. Yep. He, he's calling stores directly uh, because, and we're going to get into this in a second because Diamond, the whole thing with Diamond, not um, taking in any, any more new books. Yeah. That's a huge thing. So Tom's been directly contacted or contacting comic book stores and they're buying from him directly. So he's skipping out on conventions. He's skipping out on Diamond because Diamond is not going to be any help right. to anybody for at least the next three months. And he's making money on his own without any middleman. Right. Which is and, always the way to do it because that's where you're maximizing your profits. Exactly. So seeing, you know, now Tom's been doing this for 10 years. Big Dugging has been around for yep. 10 years. He's really good at what he does. I'm not saying that all creators are going to function on that high of a level. But seeing him do that, I, I have a feeling like we're going to be working more towards that. And I think our local comic book shops are going to be, when they're able to reopen, are going to be more acceptable to that scenario. Yeah. Well, and, and I and I think it's it's the same kind of challenge though that say like um like musicians have. You know, it's you know, you may be a a great local, you know, band that plays in your local venues and that kind of stuff, but it's hard to get that national attention without a label. And so, you know, it's kind of the same thing for the artists and creators where, you know, you kind of rely on the con scene to be that one up to get you out in front of people. And so I, yeah. I, I don't know that it'll, like, I think like the solo efforts might be, might be effective, but I, like, I kind of think you're probably going to see more things like tomorrow happening where, you know, you've got groups of creators getting together and banding together for like almost, almost these mini cons, um, you know, to, to leverage their group efforts together and their group social together to try to get the word out about what each other is doing, which is, not necessarily all that common right now. No, you're right. And, um, and, and I also agree with that. I think, you know, especially once we see how tomorrow goes, like if everything runs really smoothly, it's like, why wouldn't you do that? Yep. There's no, really no cost to anybody. You're just spending time. Yep. You don't have to leave your house and the people that are shopping, they don't have to even take a shower. Not right. like a lot of people do at conventions anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have to wear pants, you know, it's a beautiful thing. Um, but no, and I agree with that, but I, I, I will put that in the category of independent creators doing things on their own outside of conventions, because I mean, we're just all people that are friends that yep. know each other and we're like, Hey, this sounds like a good idea. Let's do it. And we're doing it and yep. we're not counting on anybody else to promote us. We're doing it ourselves and conventions will always have, you know, they'll always have a place, but I, I think we hit that bubble and with already before all this happened oh, God, and yeah. now that this happened, I, I honestly foresee, you know, this online, the online convention, the, you know, working one-on-one -on -one with stores and people just being more proactive and getting their product out there through the internet. For sure. I mean, well, I mean, God, I know we have talked, you know, we've talked about this before, like, you know, as, I mean, as podcast Detroit, we scaled back way on, on the number of cons that we do every year. I think, you know, two or three years ago, we did probably, 25 uh you know last year i think we did 16 uh this year i think we were queued up to do eight 
um, just because you know it, it because of that you know there's there's an oversaturation of the market and you know even some of the ones that we love we like we you know we skipped Great Lakes Comic Con this year and I, I I'm kind of sad that we did with the lack of cons right now but that was one of those ones where hey you know what we've been there every year for the last five years um, we know everybody that comes to that show we know it, it, it is there really an ROI for us to do it or should we just skip it so we skipped it this year um, you know and plus with Bob with his knee and all that stuff it just wasn't worth doing um, but yeah I mean it's it, there's definitely got to be a shakeout because I mean there's there's too much there, there's too many almost flea market cons that that go on that don't necessarily have a good ROI for the for the for the vendor oh yeah no there, there there's so many but because everybody's like everybody's like oh I want to put on a convention so yep. they rent like you know, a VFW hall or something. And that's cool. It's cool to want to like do something creative like that. And, and you just have to understand that in this market, it, those cons, while you're going to get like a smaller audience, you can't get any celebrities and people like kind of expect that now. It, it's, it's almost kind of, it's weaseled its way into the convention. Like you have to have some kind of level of a celebrity, whether it's a, a famous comic book writer or artist or you know, to get a draw. Well, for sure. I mean, comic cons, and, and I mean, that's a debate that's been going on for a while now is that comic cons have, have basically become pop culture cons. Um, uh-huh. You know, like Bob and I have talked about this a bunch of times on the show where, you know, it used to be back in the day, back in the day, you know, you could walk into Motor City, you know, when it, whether it was at the Novi Expo Center or, you know, even when it first moved over to Suburban, you could walk in there with a hundred bucks you know, you, you hit the ATM, you got a hundred bucks, you paid for your admission, you got in, you got an autograph or two, you bought a toy or two, uh, and, and maybe like a couple hot dogs and you were good. Like a hundred bucks is like not even a photo op with some of these people now. Like it's just, it's, it's yeah. insane. Yeah. The cost is, is kind of, uh, intense and, I mean, so that's why those smaller cons do well because it's cheap to get in, yep. but you're not getting the same type of experience that you get when, you know, you're not getting the same, um, yeah, you're not getting that one guy that took a leak on that one episode of the walking dead. You're not getting <laughs> them, right? <laughs> Cause you know, everybody wants to meet that guy. It's <laughs> so important. Um, but yeah. And you know, so with, with everything going on, you know, diamond is, I believe it, they said they're not accepting any books and, for and it sounds like it's going to be for. I'm going to Google. I'm going to look it up. I really think quick. I think it's for the next quarter, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I knew it was definitely for a few months. Um, oh gosh, I can't spell. You know, when you Google Diamond News, I wonder. <laughs> okay, yeah, I don't really care about actual diamonds. <laughs> That's all I'm getting. But anyway, they're not accepting books right now. And that's a huge problem for um, a lot of these um, indie publishers. Yeah, so here you go. So uh, Monday's announcement that Diamond Comic Distributors will be suspending delivery. So not even picking up new books, but delivery of new comics as of April 1st. Um, so comic book retailers are expecting to shut their doors, uh, to do, to do, do, they're talking about a push to digital for some people. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it's not even just that they're not accepting them. Like they're not even distributing them anymore. Right. Yeah. And I, I understand it to a point. I, but I also, I mean, if, if, cause they're not essential. So if you don't have to have a bunch of dudes, or dudes and ladies, whatever, in a warehouse, you know, all together doing this, then I understand it. Um, it's, 
going to cause a blow to the local comic shop, um, mm-hmm. which have already been suffering. Um, I've seen a lot of comic shops in the last five years go under. Oh, for sure. You know, so it's already been rough out there. And now, you know, these people have had to close because of the lockdown. There are, you know, awesome people like uh, like Chris Brown at Comics and More. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he shut his door, but he's like, call in and I'll curbside, del- you know, deliver yep. it to you. Like he was trying to be as um, accommodating to his customers as he could be. He did a great job, but. Well, kind of like everybody else. I mean, he was he was trying to shift to keeping his business open in this new world. Like we all still need to make money. And, you know, I feel terrible because there's a lot of people that aren't working right now. Um, It's harder for people like myself because we can't get unemployment. Right. Um, We don't get bailouts. We don't get, you know, like we still have to just figure it out for ourselves. I'm not saying that it, it sucks less for people that have gotten laid off from their jobs. I know how hard it is. I know bartenders right now yeah. um, in the service industry that depends on tips. Like I, I, they're kind of in the same boat as we are. At least they can claim unemployment, but they have to work a certain amount of hours a week in a lot of places. And that's, that's yeah. the biggest issue is that, and not only that, but so uh, like a, a friend of mine, Lauren was saying that she got denied because uh, a, she didn't have enough hours and B some of the stuff that she had was apparently exempt. Uh, and so she got denied for unemployment. Wow. Yeah. It's tough out there for everyone. So I guess my suggestion, um, you know, to everybody that's, that is able to, to make a shift, to try to figure out how to make what you love or what your job is, um, you know, shift how you're looking at it, shift how you're doing it. If there's, for us creators, we're lucky that we can, you know, we can band together and we can do these online conventions. We can, you know, use our social media to like promote other people's stuff. And we're really working together to try to keep our community alive. And it's been really, really inspiring. Not everybody has that option. Again, bartenders, sure. they are doing that really cool thing where the tip jar. Thing, oh, go, go tip them. Yeah. Yeah. The goats. So you can like, you know, tip your favorite bartenders and the money goes to them. Um, it's really neat. So if you have bartenders out there that you miss and you want to show your appreciation, definitely go do that. Um, I know we're coming up close here to our half hour, So, um, but yeah, just take a look at, you know, we're going to get through this. Everybody just please stay home and use this time. Yeah. Please stay stay home. We We know this. We know this right now. Um, you know, use this time to figure out how you're going to adapt as your, as the future adapts, as we adapt as people. And, you know, when we take hits like this, instead of curling up and, and saying, I give up you know, work around it. And that's, you know, I, I challenge you to work around it and find a way to make your passion, um, you know, still viable as still a viable career in, in an economy the way that it is now. So that's my, my, uh, pep talk for you. (laughs) (laughs) No, for sure. I mean, there, there are always going to be challenges. There are always going to be obstacles. I mean, granted, they won't always be quite to this level of intensity. Um, but it's, it it is. I mean, it, it's. I th- I think you're. I think you're right. I mean, we we are seeing a when we when we come out of this on the other side, what we used to think of as normal isn't going to be normal anymore. And so right. there, there's there's going to be a new norm, and and it's time to figure out now how you're going to fit into that 
and how you're yeah. going to succeed in that with instead of just waiting until you come out the other side and going, oh, now what? Absolutely. Don't wait. Use use your lockdown time wisely, people. I mean, hell, we all are going to have the days where we need to curl up in a ball and scream into the void because everything's <laughs> insane. We don't have to be productive every day. But when you are an independent creator, writer, artist, you know, anything that you do that's independent and that's creation, you are your your biggest fan and you're the one that's going to sell your work. So you either have to figure it out or give it up. And I'm not giving up. So me either. Yeah. Yep. So just keep doing what you love, figure out a way to fit it all in to this new world. And we're going to come out the other side. Okay. Everything is going to be okay. I promise. Well, (laughs) shouldn't say that. Probably should. I could promise, but (laughs) I'm going to say I, yeah, I wish I could promise, but I think we're going to be okay. (laughs) It'll be fine. Um, so we'll be back. Um, we'll probably record a couple more shows over the next few days just because, you know, what do we got? But time. Why not? So yeah. we'll go back after today, we'll go back to the um, releasing on Monday schedule. So look for another episode on Monday. And um, thank you, Dave, for joining me and giving this little update to our uh, independent creator fans. I mean, it's, it's kind of like business as usual. I'm, I'm always in the studio and you can't kick me out anyway. So. Right. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, and thank you guys so much for tuning in uh, to the Waystation. And until next time, keep it indie.